it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass, Billy Gunn, together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation, and if you ain't down with that, we've got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star, Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality, Bruce Wirtz. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirtz, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum, The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of Talking Sass. And this week's guest, let me tell you, she is out of this world. But before we get to her, can you guys do me a favor? Make sure you go and subscribe on either YouTube or on your favorite podcast platform, however you guys are listening. And make sure if you're on YouTube, you hit that little bell notification so you never miss a second of Talking Fast. Of course, while you're at it, make sure you go and subscribe to my Patreon.com slash There's all sorts of weekly exclusives that go up that is exclusive, I'm telling you, to only my Patreon members. So make sure you go and subscribe. It starts as low as $2, and the tiers go up from there. Also, of course, you can follow me on social media, at SassySeppy on Instagram and Twitter, to keep up to date with Talking Sass as well. Now, on to today's guest. Like I said, she is out of this world. I mean, the accolades just this year that she's accomplished is just insane. She was rated in the top 500 of the males in PWI. She's rated in the top 100 females in PWI and also the top 50 tag teams in PWI this year. I mean, what more can you say? And she's, you know, just one of the boys. <laughs> so what's next for Delmi XO? Well, let's find out. I'm here with Delmi XO. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for taking a time out of your busy schedule to come on the show and uh, talk with us. Yeah, of course. Um, I actually was worried that I missed the time, <laughs> but I'm so glad that I got it right and we're on schedule. Yeah, you know what? It's funny because, like, because I'm in Montreal, Canada, like, a lot of people are like, I don't know where that is or <laughs> in what time zone it is. So a lot of people are like, I'm like, yeah, we'll do it, you know, we'll we'll do it this time. And they're like, um, okay, I'm in Miami. Is that the same time as you or is it different? And I'm like, it's the same time. <laughs> I'm considered <laughs> the East Coast over here. <laughs> okay, East Coast. I've been to Canada, but I haven't been to Montreal. Uh, so that's the yeah. thing. I was like, wait a minute, like where in Canada? <laughs> we are east of Toronto and Ottawa, but we are west of, of Quebec City. Okay, I know where we're Quebec. Yeah, where you are, because I know you're in the uh, northern, uh, north, goodness, I can't talk today, New England area, 
We're like directly above you or maybe okay. slightly west. Pretty cool. I wrestled um, for Canada in Prince Edward Island. Ooh, yeah, we're and west. Then, <laughs> and then um, the Maritimes. Yeah. So that's why I was thinking, like, oh, there was a different time zone over there. <laughs> yeah, they're in they're in a different time zone. That's true. I forget that there's, like, that other, like, just that little smidgen of Canada that has its own thing going on, I think. That's okay, though. <laughs> so it, it's actually interesting because you and I have never met in person. No. But I've, I've always known who the C-Stars are. And, like, when you guys came out, I was like, oh, okay, cool. I keep my, my little, you know, feelers out there in the women's wrestling world. But you and I, we got to actually start following each other when you started doing these really awesome videos on TikTok, which I'm not on TikTok, but you had me, like, almost downloading the app because your videos were so awesome. The first one I saw, I don't know if somebody tagged me in it or somebody retweeted it, and I just happened to see it. You were doing promos as different wrestlers, but you were doing, like, their full-on makeup, their full-on gear. Like, it was amazing. I saw the Sensational Sherry one first, and then I saw Luna Vachon, and then I saw all the other ones that you did. How did you come up with this idea to hit these, to do these um, famous wrestling promos on TikTok? Um, so I was kind of bored during quarantine. I was, like everyone else probably, unemployed, not really wrestling, and I still very much loved wrestling, and it was on my head 24-7, and uh, me and Ashley, my sister, had actually been messing around with TikTok and, like, making funny videos and skits. Um, I kind of just wanted to cosplay. The first person I did was Nancy Benoit, and I kind of just wanted to copy it because her look and her whole story is something that, like, I really am overwhelmed and invested in mm -hmm. um I grew up as a fan of her husband and so when the story broke out when I was a kid it devastated me and I don't know like I was just always like there's probably like a once a year period where I go and I like will read her whole story and like her whole legacy of like everything she did and it really just like captivates me and I kind of felt like it was taboo to talk about her Mm -hmm. Um, I remember when I was in Japan in the beginning of 2020, the episode came out of, um, wrestling the dark, the dark side of the ring, the dark side of the ring. Yeah. And so I like was so excited to watch it just to hear more about like what happened and it kind of like removed some of the layers of like that tabooness of being able to talk about her and like what she did in wrestling and so at first, I just wanted to kind of cosplay her and see how people would react to it. Like, mm -hmm. people would just immediately hate me and be like, why are you doing that? <laughs> like, you're not supposed to talk about her. Like, that doesn't exist. And people loved it. So I knew I had dressed up as Miss Elizabeth for Halloween before, and I still had, like, the clothes that I used for it. So I was like, oh, I should do, like, Miss Elizabeth next. But I didn't like – um I didn't want to come off as, like, vain, like, mm -hmm. just taking photos. I didn't want to do that because that's not me. Like, I'm not really a model type of girl. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do something fun and, like, kind of recreate it in a way. And so I cut, like, Miss Elizabeth never talk 
in promos. No, never. <laughs> so it wasn't an idea for me to do promos. I was just like, what if I did like the snippet where she like got shut down by Macho Man at one point for a TikTok video. And so I did that and then people wanted to see more. So then I kind of put my foot in my mouth and I had to get better at cutting <laughs> promos as other people that I liked. Um, I think the hardest one that I did was um, Sting. I did Surfer Sting. And yeah, that one was hard because it was so long. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. there's no way I'm going to memorize all of this. Now I have it memorized in my head. <laughs> if you were to ask me to cut it, I'd cut it <laughs> in front of you. That's amazing because that video too, like, you were doing your makeup. I mean, the makeup was amazing, too. Like, I could never, like, even just doing a basic face is, like, the extent of my makeup, like, knowledge. But, like, yeah. you had the whole thing going on, and I'm like, wow, you had the bright blue, the bright yellow. It was awesome. So, actually, it's pretty funny. My boyfriend, who's also a wrestler, his first gimmick he did was face paint all the time. Mm-hmm. So he has, and now he just doesn't do it at all. Like it's just <laughs> sitting in his room. Yeah. So when I thought of doing surfer thing, I was like, I'm going to take your makeup. <laughs> so all the makeup that I use is his. And the reason why I knew what to do was because of him. Yeah. Because he was like, this is what you want to do. You want to mix this with this. You want to do this. <laughs> he like knew exactly what to do already. So it was just up to me to not mess up. <laughs> well, I think you did fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much. That means a lot. You're welcome. And I like, you're doing all sorts of creative things. Like I noticed uh, right before we uh, jumped on to Zoom here, you did a new little thing with your sister where you're doing like a little talk show with Demi or uh, with Delmi. And I was like, oh my God, this stuff is hilarious. <laughs> like you and her just like creative juices are flowing like all the time, I feel. Yeah, I think it's just because they... I mean, we went to therapy for, like, our ADD and, like, our ADHD, and -hmm. they tried to medicate us, and we didn't let them. (laughs) So now we're just always, like, whenever we're together, it's like we're bouncing off the walls, like, all the time. Um, And I just, I don't know, I think creatively, like, especially now with quarantine, like, I've been so uh, suppressed Mm -hmm. from not being able to wrestle every weekend, and that kind of used to take the itch away that now it's like I – what's next what else can I do what else can I do like if I'm not booked right now I'm just like looking for something to do awesome well let's see you back because like obviously you're talking about Nancy Benoit woman you're talking about sensational share you're talking about um surfer sting which is the thing that I mean everybody knows his current version which is just iconic but like you're going like super old school and I know that you're not that old. So how did you get into <laughs> wrestling? Were you like literally in the womb, like watching it here? <laughs> oh yeah. From like the belly button. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> that's how I watched. Um, no. So Ashley and me, a lot of people don't know this, but we're seven years apart. Mm-hmm. And then before that, my dad watched wrestling when he came to the States. That was like one of the first things that he grabbed onto. And so as soon as Ashley was born, he just put her in front of the TV to watch wrestling. Like, that was what they did growing up. And so Ashley, um, she being in charge of me and, like, raising me, she kind of raised me up to also watch wrestling. And I remember we used to go to this, like, subway shop. It wasn't a subway, but it was, like, a shop that made sandwiches. 
mm-hmm. and they had the old arcade game with all the wrestlers on there. That's and nice. I used to be so afraid of Doink the Clown, like <laughs> petrified because he was on the side of the machine and being it on it, and it would horrify me. Um, so I used to watch that, and like I kind of grasped mm-hmm. what was going on from the video games, and I thought that was current as well as what was on TV. So I never really, like, distinguished the difference growing up. Like, I thought it was the same timeline. Um, I didn't realize I wasn't growing up with all these characters. Like, in my head, I grew up with them. So as I got older and I started to train for wrestling, I was like, wait a minute. what?" <laughs> I went back to, like, see what happened. And I was like, no, like, I definitely remember this WrestleMania. Like, how did <laughs> – like, <laughs> apparently – uh, my favorite WrestleMania, WrestleMania 20, that was when uh, Molly Holly had shaved her head. Mm-hmm. And I remember that memory distinguishable in my head. But if you count the years, I would have only been four. So it, I, I, I don't know what I watched. I don't know what they were doing to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny because I was probably around four or five as well when I remember watching wrestling for the first time. In fact, Sensational Sherry was who, like, it was always on pretty much the same as you saying. Like, in the household, it was pretty much always on. My dad, my brother, my grandfather, somebody was always watching it. And it, like, I just kind of kept walking by it, whatever. And then, like, when she came out with Shawn Michaels with that big mirror, that might not have been the first time, but that's, like, what sticks out in my head. And I know it's pretty iconic, that mirror that she would have, and he would pose in front of it. I was like, oh, my God, who is this woman? I love this. I got to see more of this. And that's what like really hooked me into wrestling. So for you, I guess it was like Molly Holly when you were four years old with the shaved head. Yeah. I thought it was the saddest thing ever. Oh, when I was little. Cause like for a girl, like their hair is everything growing up, you know, you like putting it in pigtails, you're doing everything. Like that's your identity. Mm-hmm. So I think as a little kid, I like felt bad for her. Yeah. And, like, I think a lot of people had that same reaction because I look back at, like, the interviews now and, and I'm watching it back now. It's like, oh, she was the bad guy in mm-hmm. that whole storyline. But it's like, no, like, <laughs> that's so sad. Yeah. Have you ever met Molly Holly? I have not. <laughs> oh, she is such a delight. If you ever get the chance, the sweetest, nicest woman ever. Like, genuinely just the sweetest, nicest woman ever. I keep hearing that from, like, other people that she's genuinely nice, and that makes me so happy. Yeah. Um, She looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, she still looks amazing. I have her on Facebook, and just, she looks so happy and amazing, and oh. and then she was, of course, on Legends Night, however long ago that was, on Raw, so it was nice to see her back there, too. I was, like, so happy when she came on for the Women's Royal Rumble. Yes. <laughs> She did the Molly go around. I was like, okay. Yeah, she can can still go, I think, if she really tried to. I would love to see Molly Holly come back for another run and do something. Oh, yeah. Take my money. Yeah, (laughs) give a whole new generation of women's wrestlers, like, what Molly can really do, besides going back and watching it either on the network or YouTube. Be amazing. For sure, for sure. And one person I know that you met, and this is prior to – I don't know if you were training yet or if you were – or training or not, you met Paige one yes. time, and I saw on your Instagram, it, you had a picture with her, and she, you said that she gave you awesome advice. Do you remember what that awesome advice was that she gave you? Yes. Um, I didn't 
write the advice then because I didn't want to be like it was kind of like something that I ended up hearing a lot Mm -hmm. but I think when she said it it was genuine and when you kind of hear other people say that same thing it's kind of just to like kind of put you down okay or like to take a notch off your belt um her thing that she said to me was to stay hungry and to stay humble Mm -hmm. and when you hear people now like oh stay humble like it's always to like kind of knock you down like if you're kind of happy for yourself or something Mm -hmm. then people will be like stay humble and it's like oh never mind I'm not happy (laughs) with what I did (laughs) um but I think the stay hungry thing definitely got to me um it's kind of weird anytime I like accomplish something in wrestling and it could be like a small milestone like it could be like a venue I was looking forward to wrestling in Mm -hmm. um I'll be excited for, like, that day or, like, that moment. And then immediately it's, like, okay, what's next? Like, I have to top this. Like, I can't just stay stagnant. Um, I think me and Ashley are like that as well. Like, we'll recognize something we did, but we won't boast about it Mm -hmm. continuously on social media. Like, we won't be, like, ah, surprise. Or, like, a week later, like, we did this. A week later after that, we did this. We try not to do that. Um, we just like we'll post about it once if we accomplish something, and then the next project, what's next? We have to up it, basically. And then like staying humble again kind of goes into that, where it's like, yes, you can accomplish something, but don't make that what the thing that you did. Mm-hmm. Like if Trish Stratus won the women's championship back then, that's not going to be the one thing she's known for. Like she's going to have other accolades. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, it's not like it's like don't be satisfied with like the one accomplishment you have. Yeah, definitely. I think that's great advice from Paige and she's another person where just like a genuine sweetheart. Like just awesome person. She was actually pretty chill. It was um her and AJ Lee that I met and it was pretty cool cuz they were just they were at uh the mall store garage. Mhm. When I met them and I just thought that was cool cuz it was like they were so normal. Versus, like, you would think most celebrities are, like, shopping at, like, Michael Kors or something, you know? <laughs> they were just, like, at, that's like, a normal retail store. <laughs> yeah, that's not their style. But, like, you would just assume, like, people yeah. would be like, I'm going to get, like, diamonds. <laughs> I don't know what celebrities like. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it, one of your nicknames is, you know, you're one of the boys. Like, I kind of feel like AJ and Paige kind of have that same kind of, like, aura or vibe that they put out as well. Like, they're not these over-the-top divas, especially at that time when you have, like, you know, Summer Rae and, and stuff like that. They're just these, like, beautiful women that, you know, look like they probably shop at those fancy-ass stores like you're talking about. But those two, I mean, they weren't like that at all, even on with their characters. Yeah, for sure. I think – um when they came out was when I was training, actually, um, to answer your question. Yeah, I was, like, a couple months into training, and so I was still kind of under the impression of, like, am I going to fit in as, like, a woman's wrestler? Like, am I mm-hmm. going to actually be able to make a mark if I don't look a certain way? And I was still trying to pick up on, like, independent women's wrestling, so I didn't know enough to be able to have hope. <laughs> Like, I was basing everything I knew off of WWE. I was like, well, (laughs) here we go. 
Well, you said that, you know, you didn't really know much about independent wrestling. When you started training, is that when you started figuring out more about the independent scene? Yeah. So when me and Ashley, uh, when Ashley, she was more into interested in wanting to sign up for a wrestling school. Mm-hmm. So what she came across first for independent wrestling was like local promotions that yeah. were in New England. So there was no women. There was like um, the only person that we had was Alexis Nevea. Yeah. Um, so she was like the one person, but we hadn't seen any recent work of her, like mm-hmm. at least on the internet. Like it was like five years ago. That was like the latest match that she had on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, what happened? Like, <laughs> where, did, where did women's wrestling go from here? And so yeah. um, it did, uh, it was pretty cool because our best friend, Davian, she was just debuting at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we weren't friends at all yet. But we're best friends now, and uh, she started wrestling. And so, like, when she came out, it kind of gave me and Ashley hope. And we would always, like, go and watch her matches on, like, the loco shows that they would post on YouTube. And we'd be like, oh, my gosh, she's so cool. Like, I want to wrestle her. (laughs) She makes fun of us still for this. But (laughs) we used to mark out for her. And um, so, like, her coming in and then me and Ashley coming in right after her, it kind of helped bring women's wrestling back into the New England area. Mm-hmm. for like local promotions and then it was just us and then like now it's just so much easier for other women to come in and break out in this area like if they start training here and it's pretty exciting and it's like something that we like try to take care of all the newer girls who come in and that's an awesome mentality to have is for you guys to be kind of the veterans of that area now and you can help the younger newer kids coming in that's amazing, and that's the way wrestling should be. That's the way, you know, wrestling was taught to me, but not everybody has that same mentality. So um, so let's talk more about you and your sister because I read on the Internet, like, three different reasons why you guys are called the Sea Stars. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so what is the real story about why you guys are called the Sea Stars? So um, we were constantly told because it was – we kind of came into that era of wrestling where it was, like, still very hokey mm-hmm. and carny before it became what it is now, like, almost, like, spotty and, like, more technical. Um, so when we first started wrestling, it was, like, you have to have a gimmick. Like, you have to have something different that stands out and, like, gimmick, gimmick, gimmick. That was pushed down our throats. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we came up with the most spontaneous, like, out-of-world gimmicks. And we didn't, we always wanted to tag. We didn't think it'd be a possibility right away. Mm-hmm. So Ashley's first gimmick was a mermaid. <laughs> and my first gimmick was an alien. And so we were, when we got like the opportunity to tag, I was trying to work out a tag team name for us. And I was like, well, let's play with like sister because we're sisters and I kept saying it and then eventually I ended up saying it the way I used to say it with a list to her when I was little mm-hmm. and since we're seven years apart it used to annoy her a lot I would always look up to her and be like you're my sister <laughs> and so Aww. I was like oh see like you and then star like me see <laughs> star it sounds like sister <laughs> but now it's just like I don't do the alien thing anymore. She still does, like, just, like, ocean-themed yeah. inspired. She's not a fish. <laughs> but 
now we're just sea stars because it sounds uh, like sister. See, that's the story I had originally heard. And then when I started looking online, I saw that you were originally an alien type character. She was the ocean type character and then sea stars. And I was like, wait, what is it? And it's great because actually the internet was right. It was just half right on both stories because you had to put them together. <laughs> we we had to, you know, let things marinate. That's what, that's kind of the problem with, like, the internet is your first gimmick. People will be like, oh, that's your gimmick still, right? And it's like, no, <laughs> you can't do something without people finding out. <laughs> yeah, and nowadays it's everywhere. Like, you do one thing that's successful and – Anything that comes after it is just already on the internet before you even, you know, make it through the curtain, it seems. Yeah. And all those first promo pictures just <laughs> will never die. <laughs> you. Yes. I promise when I do the graphic for the show, I won't use one of your first pictures. <laughs> Thank you. You You're understand, awesome. though. You get for what sure. We have the same pain. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. There's pictures even, like, when I was still wrestling, there were still pictures that I absolutely hated, and those are the ones that they always chose. And I was like, why didn't you just ask me? I have a gazillion photos I could send you. I hate that photo. So I got I, you I really here. Get... <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of you guys, of you and your sister Ashley as a tag team, you guys are, like, in fourth contention right now because for being the longest reigning Shimmer tag team champions. Like, you guys have had the belts for 400 and something odd days, which is just amazing. We're, like, watching it go up, and it kind of is sad because we didn't get to uh, defend the titles as much as we'd like. Right, COVID. Um, yeah, thankfully, um, we did get to defend them once uh, with Prezak signing up for the collection and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of nice, but... I don't know. I feel like it would be bittersweet if we ended up beating the record without defending it enough. Yeah. <laughs> like the defend today ratio is kind of hard already with Shimmer because it would only run twice a year. Right. So. <laughs> well, I remember back when the first ever Shimmer Tag Team Champions, which was Nevea and Ashley Lane, and I was – I don't know, maybe a year or something in the business at that time. I don't even think I I had been on Shimmer yet. And Ashley, Ashley and Nevaeh both were like, hey, Dave Prezak said we could defend the titles at so-and-so promotion. Do you want to come wrestle us for the tag championship? So there for a while, I was like, I have wrestled for the Shimmer Tag Team Champions Championship more than anybody else. And I've never been on Shimmer yet. Because <laughs> <laughs> so was, was like, wanted to get the belts out there and wanted, yeah. know, Shimmer was still uh, just a couple of years old at that point in time. So he was like, yeah, let you know, as long as I approve who you're wrestling and where you're wrestling at, you can defend the titles whenever you would like. And it was just crazy because, like I said, I don't even think I was on Shimmer yet. And I was defending, or I was, you know, the opponents for the Shimmer Tag Team Champions for the belt probably at least a dozen times. <laughs> <laughs> Number one contender forever. <laughs> yeah. I th- that should be my gimmick if I ever make a comeback. I was the number one contender forever. Forever. <laughs> Where's my title shot? I haven't cast it yet. <laughs> I want, if I come back, I'm coming back and I'm wrestling you and your sister Ashley for oh, the no. Tag Team Championship. <laughs> I'll lay on the ground. You're scary. <laughs> uh, well, as a heel, I am. But as a 
podcaster and YouTube person. I'm not so much. I'm really nice. I try to be. Yeah, it's so different, like (laughs) night and day. (laughs) It's true. Like, a lot of people, like, would come to, like, the gimmick tables, like, afterwards, and they'd be like, I don't want to talk to her. And I'd be like, hi, how are you? And they're like, what, you're nice? Or, like, people would still, like, be mad at me, and I'm like, I'm I'm a nice person. Like, I just don't like my opponents when I'm in there. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> See, when you messaged me originally, I was super intimidated. I was like, oh, my gosh, don't say the wrong thing. <laughs> oh, my God, don't be. <laughs> I was just, because I never met you, and yeah. then my only impression is what I've seen and matches. So I was just immediately like, oh, God, deer in headlights. <laughs> Well, thank you for saying that. That makes me feel really good, but there's nothing to be intimidated by. I'm super nice. At least I hope I am. (laughs) You are. You are. Thank you. Well, speaking, let's speak some more about your accolades because, I mean, 2020, even though you haven't wrestled that often, was like the year of the Sea Stars and the year of Delmi because PWI ranked you guys not once, not twice, but three times this year for different categories first off congratulations on being 477 in the men's top 500 i mean you're a woman in the top 500 men that's amazing it was actually pretty shocking um during like the whole ranking system mm-hmm. um i don't know if this has ever happened to you but you kind of hear like leaks of yes. who's getting put on the list yeah so I was hearing some people getting put and comparing myself to them immediately and being like, oh, wow, like, yeah, they deserve it. Mm-hmm. And thinking like, oh, yeah, like, I'm not even going to be on the men's, like, <laughs> women's one, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so let's crack top 100. And so when the list came out, it was, like, shocking. I, because that was, like, the first one that came out this year, and I just didn't even have it under my, like, radar. Yeah. Definitely. I was waiting for the women's one. Um, I think it is pretty cool that they're mixing the list for the top 500 uh, with some of the women who compete in intergender because um, there are a lot of intergender titles nowadays mm-hmm. with things being set up different at shows, and I think it's pretty cool. Um, when the women's one came out, they kind of told us ahead of time Yes, because I think that's when they were interviewing us, and they just kind of let us know, like, oh, we want to, like, do a tag team interview on you guys mm-hmm. so we didn't know <laughs> that they were making a tag team 50 yeah. which again I think is pretty cool it keeps things interesting and tag team wrestling is probably at its all-time high again mm-hmm. um from back in the 90s when that was all they did <laughs> was tag team wrestling yeah. but now it's like interesting again you have all these personality and different tag teams coming out and really cool can't wait to work with all the tag teams that got listed on that list because there's a lot of good ones uh, that I like to watch and there's a lot of good ones that I want to work against for sure and I mean let's just go over this real quick because like they said you were 477 in the top 500 men you were 75 in the top 100 women and then you were 26 out of the top 50 tag teams you were ranked higher than Miz and Morrison who is WWE of course the well, Good Brothers, who are at Impact, the Viking Raiders, who are on WWE, and the Iconics, also at WWE. I mean, what a crazy accomplishment that you are ranked after all, like, before all of these nationally known tag teams. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I didn't look at who was ranked under me when I, when I got the magazine. I just kind of, like, looked at myself, and I was like, oh, yeah, people on the list. Um, wow, that's crazy. Good Brothers are going to pass us now because they saw that. They were like, who the hell? <laughs> they're they're going to work hard. <laughs> I mean, but, for, for being an independent women's tag team, to surpass all of these people that are on a national level. I mean, that says a lot about the talent for you and your sister. Yeah, I think, and I'm only going to speak of what, like, fans say. Um, I think what the level is is just, like, the chemistry that me and Ashley have as sisters in the ring. Um, that kind of just gives people, like, the feel-good vibes whenever they watch some of our matches, even if we lose. <laughs> but, like, they always say, like, oh, it's, like, fun. Like, there's a fun energy. And yeah. I if there's anything that I can say about, like, the tag team is, like, that, I think, is what we bring to the table. Well, and speaking of you guys being, you know, ranked above all of these national, you know, TV people that are tag wrestling, you guys made your Impact debut just a couple of months ago when you were in the Impact Knockout Tag Team Tournament. How was that for you guys? Um, I had huge butterflies in my stomach from that because, I mean, Impact's one of, like, the most respected women's locker rooms right now. They have all the women who I've, like, looked up to in that locker room, uh, women that I've wanted to face for so many years now. And um, that was actually my TV debut match. Mm -hmm. Um, Ashley had gotten to work with Impact before. Uh, She did, like, a battle royal with them, and then she did some sort of spot with, um disco inferno back when he was working with them so it was i guess it was like her wrestling match tv debut as well mm-hmm. but not like her tv appearance yeah. first tv appearance so it was cool to be able to do that together yeah. again and like that's not something that's like common to be able to do um it was a lot of fun working with impact wrestling and seeing like the setup seeing how production goes and kind of going behind the cameras to really see, like, how much effort it takes just to put something on a TV screen. And I'm actually, like, a huge, like, nerd when it comes to stuff like that. Like, me and Ashley used to always do, like, our own videos and skits, and we just love the way production works. Like, that's something we, like, look forward to. We're like, oh, wow, what kind of camera is that? (laughs) So it's always cool to see stuff like that, and to be able to do it together was, like, a lot of fun. Well, I know this is, like, talking way, 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 way in the future. Do you think production might be something, like, let's say your wrestling career comes to an end when you're, like, 55, that you would want to maybe go into the production side of it? I think I would definitely want to because there's certain parts of, like, wrestling that, like, I just appreciate, like, the social media part, the uh, producing a match part, like, the commentating like there's so many pieces that I like enjoy and like I genuinely like pick and like notice people like oh wow I really like their commentating this week oh I really like the way this camera works oh wow look at the way (laughs) like there's little things that I like to pick up on and Mm -hmm. um if I was in wrestling I definitely would still want to be a part of wrestling like it's just I don't know any other world without it at this point (laughs) yeah someone take me Well, I mean, you're still young. You still have a, like, whole career ahead of you. So, of course, like I said, this is, like, way, way in the future. So you have plenty of time to 
you know, find your own little niche if, you know, you decide to stop wrestling and what you could do afterwards. It's still in the wrestling business. Yeah, I'll start practicing now. Hold <laughs> <laughs> well, the camera. You, you, you do. I mean, yeah, you do the, um, you probably do it with your, your phone for your TikTok videos and the stuff, the little skits that you're doing with your sister. But I mean, it's still producing. You still got to come up with an idea and, and make it come to life. So in a way, you're already started. You're not going to just start now. You're already, you're already doing it. <laughs> coming into fruition <laughs> <laughs> definitely so what's next for you or what's next for the sea stars um right now i'm probably gonna stick with doing limitless wrestling taping mm -hmm. that they do it's um a closed off taping there's no fans it's just wrestlers we all get tested before that weekend right before mm -hmm. to make sure everything's safe um we do limit how many people are in the building and um, I kind of like it because it keeps me ready physically for wrestling in sure. a safe environment. Um, it's on every Wednesday on Independent Wrestling TV. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I get to work with the newer talent that's coming up in New England and some of the other people who I just have not been able to get across the ring from for some reason. So I'm excited. Uh, that's coming up in another weekend, and they'll be starting uh, season three. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, you have been such a delight to have on the show. And I'm so glad that we got to have you on because like I said, you were just like, some of the stuff you said are just amazing. Like, I love getting to know like all about you because like I said, we haven't met. I, I we met online basically when you did the Twitter, when on Twitter, when you did the TikTok videos and I got yeah. into it. So it was awesome getting to actually talk to you. Why don't you give everybody your social media so that they can uh, follow you? Yeah, um, so my social media is pretty easy. It's at DelmiXO on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, I claimed it first, so if you want it, sorry. <laughs> All those fake accounts that will start uh, doing DelmiXO underscore one. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show again, and I can't wait to see what you guys do in the future. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Definitely. Until next time, guys, this has been Talking Sack. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Frisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Works, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Dangerous Danny Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Paul Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com. And subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. 
And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOC Nation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOT Nation. Be there or be square. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We've excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.